You want to okay. take us in with a little Shakira? <laughs> since, we've been, <laughs> since we've been singing Okay, that. here's the thing. I just don't want this to come out of nowhere. I like for my singing to come from a place of um, introspection and honesty. <laughs> honesty, sincerity, sincerity, passion. Sincerity, yes. And yesterday, for some reason, Patrick was singing Shakira. You didn't even know it was Shakira. Uh, no, no, I didn't. Um, he was singing that Whenever, Wherever song, and so I decided to look up the lyrics because I realized I don't know any of the words other than whatever, whatever. <laughs> that's whatever, the part I was singing. I probably picked it up at like a Dunkin' Donuts I was at. You think that's where you're Probably. At? Things stick to my, like, things, songs get stuck in my head so quickly and they won't leave for two weeks at a time. I like this part. Look at them, my lips are small and humble. Then the kisses like a fountain. Look at them, my breasts are small and humble. So you don't confuse them with mountains. <laughs> so, the, so the lyric is, my breasts are small and humble, so you don't confuse them with the mountains. You're like, wait a second, am I rock climbing right now? What the <laughs> hell is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some jagged titties. <laughs> they feel like rocks. <laughs> this, is a, this is a bag of pebbles. <laughs> you need a better surgeon. Thank you, Shakira. Yeah. Yeah, I would really not want anyone to, you know what are those, like, when you're rock climbing, they've got, like, a little hook? <laughs> Sticking <laughs> right. those right in your boob would not be comfortable at all. So. Well, that's why she keeps them small and humble. Yes, thank God. <laughs> to avoid the climbers. <laughs> For that, you've got a whole bunch of, like, really fit people showing up at your door, like, hey, I'm here to climb on the Shakira's tits. Heard you guys have a rock wall. <laughs> Like, no, you're confused. No, no, no. These are just some boobs. <laughs> these, are my small, these are my small and humble breasts. <laughs> Not a mountain. <laughs> People are like, shit, I was trying to PR this weekend. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, this should be a new segment where we deconstruct pop songs. Oh, we probably should. We've, I, got, we've got a lot of new corners this, uh, oh this episode. Oh, my goodness. Well, I'm excited, back to to, our roots. I'm excited to hop into them. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. And this is Last Name Basis on Brick Radio. <laughs> Four corners in a triangle, why we keep it 100 tie optional? With a person from a dance to acting on the screen, you know who it is, man, it's Jessica Lee. He's a lawyer, she's an activist, and you're tuning to them live, this is Last Name Basis. You ready? Yeah. Okay. So, um, what would you like to jump into, Patrick? Uh, and, and, you know, just to, just to juxtapose the fun we were just having mm, mm-hmm. uh, with a very serious topic. Okay. Our little dog, Kaya. Oh, my God. Had quite the experience over the last couple of days. I just want to say, I Snapchatted about Kaya being sick, and the response was overwhelming. People were really worried about our little dog, and... It really warmed my heart because sometimes I think you only care about Phil, which I understand. That's my fault. I've created that relationship. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he has an Instagram. He is, he is. He has more followers on Instagram than I do. He is a very sociable and memeable dog, whereas Kaya is more laid back and she doesn't really perform for the camera. <laughs> like Phil performs. Phil just Phil stands there. His face doesn't change. He doesn't get out of bed. But that's why it's so funny. And Kaya is just more like cute. And so. Yeah, this week, I don't know what happened. She was totally happy and normal. And then all of a sudden, one day, I think it was either Monday or Tuesday, she just, her mood completely changed. She was, like, really down. And every time we would pick her up, she would 
yelp and like squeal like something was wrong with her. Yeah, she was yelping randomly like she was in pain and she wouldn't get out of bed. That no. was the scariest part. There were there was there were moments where she wouldn't even look up when you called her name. No. She wasn't she wasn't moving. I had to, we had to check her to make sure she was still breathing. I That's know. how bad it, it got. It was really sad. Like we were having a hard time sleeping because we just kept getting out of bed and being like, Are you still alive? Are you still breathing? Like listening to her little heart. And usually when you call her, like her tail wags and she looks up and she jumps up from wherever she is and we were just calling her and she would just not move. Like it was so scary. It was really scary. We took her to the vet. Um the vet found nothing wrong with her, but they were more than happy to take my three hundred plus dollars to tell me she was totally fine. <laughs> of course they were. Oh, they're always like, well, something could be wrong, but we just don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, then I shouldn't have to pay for this. Like, this should be a freebie. Um, but thank goodness she's totally fine. And it seems like every single day she's just gotten um, better, longer, faster, stronger. Don't kill me. Can only make her stronger. Yeah. Uh, she's back to full speed. And she's on heart medication. Oh yeah, she did have a so, little heart murmur. We've we learned that, um, and so she's taking her little pills, and I think that that has actually she turned around before she started taking those pills. Yeah, no, she was better before. Whatever those things, whatever those pills are doing for her, it wasn't the cause of her illness. I will say we so but we it was were terrifying. we were trying to figure out how to give her the pills because one of them is small enough that you put it in her mouth, you close her mouth, she'll just swallow it. The other one's too big. So Patrick came up with the genius idea to put the pill in some cheese, which did work. Yeah, not just cheese, shredded cheese. Taco mix cheese. <laughs> it was taco mix. It had taco seasoning added to the cheese. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that's actually pretty smart, until you realize that it was heart medication. Yeah, yeah, Why are we giving our dog cheese I don't think when that's... she has a weak heart? Heart. <laughs> that doesn't make any. It's a little oxymoronic to put the heart medication in oh. some cholesterol-filled cheese. <laughs> I know. Like right afterwards, we were both like, "Wait, that was a bad idea." And Kai was like, "I loved this idea. It was delicious." She loved it though. Yeah, no, she did love it. But I just think we have to do a better job as um, dog, dog parents <laughs> to not give our dog. That's a recurring theme on our podcast. That we're bad parents. That we're terrible dog parents. Oh my god! I feel uh, like yeah. Well, we're we are, <laughs> we're we're getting better. We're trying. Oh, uh, speaking of bitches, that's that's the segue. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait, no. what? When were we talking about bitches? And then I, and then I and then it hit me. <laughs> Look, I'm doing my best. Okay, thank you. I just thought it was really funny. Uh, one of our followers on Twitter. Um, actually started listening to the podcast recently. One of the earlier episodes, I guess you call me a bitch. Mm-hmm. And she, I just, I don't remember. I call she, you so many names. It's true. And she tweeted out something like, I, I really like the podcast, but I hope you don't make a habit of calling your husband a bitch. I was like, um, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I basically said, listen, we have a loving relationship. We tease each other a lot. And Patrick calls me names all of the that's, time. That's not what you said. What you did was immediately throw me under the bus and say, Patrick calls me way worse. <laughs> Just keep listening, which isn't true. But the quickness with which you threw me under that bus was impressive. You've called so I'll me, hand it to you. You've called me some stuff before. No, I'm, I'm, this is praise, actually. I'm actually, oh, this is okay. positive feedback. Okay, okay. I think you did a great Thank job. Thank you. Um, on a similar note, when it comes to throwing each other under moving vehicles, um, <laughs> we got the results back from our chair poll. It's been a little delayed, but if you remember, oh, right. we had a very spirit. 
spirited debate over um, this hideous chair that Patrick wanted to put in our living it was room. An amazing chair. So we posted it on our official Twitter with a poll. And I just want to say thank you to everyone that voted. 49% of you, after 558 votes were tabulated, none of them were influenced by Russia, I will add. 49% of you hated the chair. Hated it because it was that ugly. It was a great chair. Y'all had it me It was an awesome dying. chair. 49% said they hated the chair. 27% said they thought this was a joke. The fact that I would even want the chair. Yeah. 9% said only because it'll annoy Fran, get the chair. Well, the question was, would you put this in your home? Right. And so they said that they would put it in their home just to piss me off, which I see you. Which I respect. Okay. And then 15% said, yeah, it was an awesome chair. Yeah, but baby, that's not a lot of people. Those those are my people right there, that, that 15%. <laughs> Patrick personally thanked every single person I that did. said something nice about that chair. People I, were like, wait, no, I think one of the funniest one of the funniest responses was, why does that cushion look like a used makeup sponge? <laughs> it did. It did. But in my defense, I had yo, already recommended yo, the, replacing the, the cushion. The cushion on the chair was like brown and but it didn't look like it was supposed to be brown like it looked like it started yeah. out as beige and then it had some like brown smudges on it it was so <laughs> it was so foul it was an old cushion and then someone sure. was like this looks like something Elvira would use and then they had a picture of Elvira <laughs> in sitting the in the exact same <laughs> chair oh my goodness that was so freaking funny oh man there was so I went back and forth with them uh, about the chair I was like I'll give you half of what you're asking well, how much were they asking for that <laughs> Ugly ass I'm chair. not going to tell you. No, I'm please, not going to no, tell please you. Please tell no, me. No, I won't. I won't tell you. Oh my god, because you know it's bad. But I actually told them. I was like, "Look, I think it's a badass chair." My wife, on the other hand, hates it. And then what did they say? They're like, "Yeah, I know that." I'm in the That's same why spot. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> Baby, that should have told you something. That man's oh wife didn't God. want that chair either. <laughs> but we we went back and, and forth over how much we you. loved the chair and how much our wives hated it. Oh my God! Oh, I'm so glad that that has not made it into our home. Oh, I saw this really interesting um, <laughs> article that's kind of related to what we were talking about before with Kaya. Because um, oh, I have to say, baby, you were so cute with the way that you were like doting on Kaya and like mm. loving and being mushy with her. But it, you know, it made me think about the fact that the way that we talk to our dogs and just like the, the loving language that you use with them is very specific. And mm. then I saw an article that was about this very thing and it was asking why do we use the same voice to talk to babies and to dogs? This oh. like, um, the baby voice. It's like a baby sure. voice. But why is it a baby voice, right? Like why what, why do we do that at all? So they studied the way that people talk to babies and pets and found that there is a huge overlap and that when we talk to babies, we use like a higher pitch, we speak slower, we articulate our words more. And researchers think that it could be because it helps encourage language development in children. But then the reason that we talk to dogs that way is not because we see them like babies um, or even because we think that they're cute, but we think it's because they have a harder time understanding us. So is that why we talk to both babies and dogs in similar voices? Yeah, it's like it's like for babies, 
puppies, we're trying to help them understand, and for dogs, we realize that they don't they just, understand. They're just not going we're to like, really understand. We're like, you're dumb. <laughs> <laughs> you're so it's so, just an insult, you're really. You're so stupid. <laughs> um, and I thought that this was so interesting that it was a perfect reason to bring back my new corner and game, Oh, baby, oh, baby. <laughs> I thought we were done with that. I was like, there's no way. Because last time you pitched it as a new segment or something like that, I the thought segments returning. there's no way this could no, ever happen back. twice. It's coming back this week, this oh week in, 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 oh, baby, baby, I am going to um, say a phrase, and okay. Patrick has to decide if I'm talking to a baby or if I'm talking to a dog. <laughs> this is as dumb as the first game. Remember how stupid that was? <laughs> okay, ready? Yeah. All right, yeah. number one. No. 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 <laughs> I'm going with a dog, I hope. <laughs> no, I'm talking to a baby. I'm like that guy in that CNN clip. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just get out of the room, baby. <laughs> okay. Aww. Next one. Oh, that's a good baby. A baby? I'm just, I, that's the phrase. Oh, that's a good baby. No, I'm saying you're talking to a baby. No, it's a dog named Baby. <laughs> <laughs> My mom had one of those. I know. <laughs> I know. That's, I was talking to your mom's uh, dog that was named Baby. I should have seen the twist. Okay, ready? <laughs> and this is the third Not th really. <laughs> <laughs> this is the third one. Oh, my God, there's shit everywhere. It's in my mouth. <laughs> Who am I talking to? A dog or a baby? A baby. Yes, you're correct. <laughs> you know what inspired that, don't you? Right, all the parent-child photo shoots where they're shitting in, yeah. the, in the photos. There is an amazing collection online <laughs> of people posing in like these sweet little black and white, highly stylized photos with their yep. babies. But the babies are just like taking shits on them and like peeing like right into their face. And it's face. amazing. The things coming out of these babies it is, are projecting like across the, the photo screen. If you have ever thought about buying plan B and then you didn't, this photo shoot would just solidify that for you because there's just poop and pee everywhere and you're just like, just I don't know. Just launching out of these children. I don't know how my I'll give it to the parents. Yes. They all look like they were having a really good time and appreciating how Every cute Every single it is. one of them was like, this is beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the, the we're best, looking at it in horror. Like, the, this is terrible. The best of the little babies that are on their backs and they're peeing into their own mouths. <laughs> and some of them look like they are just in heaven. And so uh, that inspired that last iteration for this week's version of, oh, baby, baby. You did a pretty good job. And also, if we ever have kids and get divorced, with these little gems on the record, <laughs> I am guaranteed full custody. So that's something to think about. You are a jerk. <laughs> I almost called you a bitch, but one of our listeners would not like that. New Corner. Where are they now, Quarter? Mm, do you have an intro for this? Mm, not yet, but I think I can come up with something. Where are you now? Ba, 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 ba. Oh, whoa, whoa. That's, that's a um, spinoff of that Justin Bieber song. I don't know the Justin Bieber song. You don't know that song? I don't know. Where have you been? That's the new... Where am where I now? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so what what happens in this corner? Uh, we just you know try to catch up with some people who had a moment in the spotlight to find out where they are now. Ooh. This week it's Rachel Dolezal. Oh God, I don't want to know <laughs> where she is. It turns out she's on the brink of homelessness oh, and refuses God. still to admit wrongdoing. I I think I actually read that she changed her name. Really? Yeah, she changed her name to like a Nigerian name. I don't even, I can't remember what it is. Oh, wow, really? Oh, yeah, she's like, I'm So it's not in. even just to get away from the bad publicity. I mean, I think it's a little bit of both. She's like, well, I'm just going to double down and just try to be as black as possible. Even though her face is so recognizable. You're not going to, yeah, you're not going to get away from that. No, not at all. Especially not in the black community. I mean, you're not going to get away. Well, she, apparently, what I, what I read was that she um, can't get a job. No one wants to hire her. No one took her book deal. Or somebody did finally, but after being rejected by pretty much every publisher. Yeah, and honestly, who wants to read that book? Like, I just, what could she possibly have to say? That's a good point. This is this is my journey into blackness as a white woman. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's the thing, though. She still is refusing to acknowledge or understand why people were pissed at her for pretending to be a black woman. And so now she is, like, dealing with the consequences of, like, who wants to hire someone who has built an entire brand or, like, false story about themselves? Like, you don't want to hire someone that's that untrustworthy. And she was sending herself, like, fake hate mail and shit. Like, I don't want to work with that person. Oh, yeah, I forgot about it. That. Yeah, she's she's way out there. Really far out there. It's crazy, too, because it seemed like that whole series of events really forced her into craziness more than she I mean, she was, what, a professor somewhere? Yeah, but there, all this stuff came out because actually Lovey did a whole thing on her blog about a guy who contacted her and said that he worked at the college that Rachel Dolezal worked at and that she was always, like, ridiculous and that he is Native American, but, like, all of the black teachers and students, they all had sneaking suspicions that she was not black. Like, white people were like, oh, okay, I I feel like there are white people who, like, didn't want to question her being black because they they were, like, That's a tough spot to be in. They were like, I mean, as a white person, how do you go, I don't think you're black. (laughs) Right. I don't think you're black. You can't say that. So she knew she could get away with that. But then the black people were looking at her like, girl, you are not black. Was she teaching, like, blackness for white people? She was teaching, like, women's studies classes. But she was, you know, saying a lot of stuff about how hard it was to be a light-skinned black woman Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and so Lovey, like, published some emails that she had sent to this teacher where she was, like, going off on him about something. I don't know. He asked her He asked her for clarification on something, and she was like, that's just like a white person, always trying to make black women do their labor. And he was like, actually, I'm Native American. And then she was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And then she started, <laughs> then she started like, always being like, yeah, it's so hard for us people of color on campus, ain't it? And he was just like, mm. Mm. Like, just leave me alone. Like, you were really sketchy. So, yeah, she was always kind of strange. And even the fact that this whole story about her came about, it was because she was sending herself this fake hate mail. I feel like she likes the attention. I thought she was, initially, she was just sort of minding her own business. No, it came to light because she called the news and was like, people are sending me these threatening, you know, racist messages. I I got these. I I thought that was after No, she was like, I got a noose. Or a noose was hanging on the door at the place that she worked. And then it came out that she was the only person that had keys. So she, like, clearly had placed the noose there. (laughs) And then, like, the whole story came out that she was the NAAC president and then her parents were the one that were like no she's not black they didn't have to say anything just a picture of them was enough 
They were like, no, they posted a picture of her. She looked like she was from like Little House on the Prairie. They were like, she is white as can be. Like, what are you talking about? Um, but what's really funny is um, on the topic of Rachel Dolezal. Don't people call you? Uh, hasn't somebody made a video Lord, about you being Rachel Dolezal? One of my trolls made a 12-minute video proposing that I am the original Rachel Dolezal. That in reality, I am a white woman pretending to be black. And they have a fair amount of evidence that I would love to. <laughs> Let me tick off some of the some of the highlights of that. Well, evidence. and here's the thing, babe. Since you are a certified white, you would be <laughs> best qualified to determine if I really am the original, the OG. Let me Dolezal. get out my. Let me get the scales of justice out, and we can weigh the evidence. Okay, are you ready? You're gonna make the case for why you're really a white woman. I'm telling you what he said in this video about me. Okay. He says that I must be white because I'm originally from Palm Beach. Yeah, that's actually, that's probably true. But maybe I'm not from Palm Beach. <laughs> I know that. I'm from West <laughs> You're like, well, you lied to me. <laughs> I'm from West Palm Beach. Which is a very different place from Palm so Beach. So different. Palm Beach is a very rich island, if you're not aware. West Palm Beach is the uh, sprawl. That is the mainland. It's west of Palm Beach. Interestingly enough, if he really knew his history, he would know that Palm Beach originally was where all of the black servants lived and and serviced all of the homes on the mainland. And then at some point, they decided that they wanted this little island and they drove all the black folks off of what is now Palm Beach. I did not know that. Yeah, so there's like an, a really interesting history of like that being like a really poor uh, like black community that was really just servicing the mainland. And then they did this kind of like flip-flop. So maybe I am originally from Palm Beach. You never know. <laughs> but maybe. not you personally. Not me personally. Maybe my people. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't actually, I don't know where I'm from. Although it was funny that we were at, uh, we, were, we were at a, like a hipsterized shuffleboard court. Oh, when we were at the Royal Palm shuffleboard place? Yes, yesterday. And, and there's palm trees everywhere. It's very made made up to look like it Florida. It was very Florida looking. And, and Fran was like, there's not a single black person here. No. I'm the only one. I was like, I thought it was the palm trees that made me think it was Palm Beach. <laughs> You're like, I knew there was something that felt, there was something that felt like familiar Palm Beach here. Spot. No, here's the thing. There are black people that live in Palm Beach Weird trolley dude who thinks I'm the original Rachel Dolezal. I digress. He also <laughs> thinks that I must be white because of where I went to high school. That I went to a fancy, by his words, I went to a fancy high school. Ooh, a fancy high school. And it's what very say, white of you. What say you? Um, well, I know the school that you went to because I also went to that school. Oh, well, then you're just building the case against me. I am also white. You are white that went to that fancy high school. I'm not sure it's fancy, though. I think it was a. F I mean, it was a good school, but it was also a public school, right? And it was audition based. So it was talent based to get in. Mm, she talented and white. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't think it was a fancy high school. You're okay. thinking of like, uh, like, like what is the other one? Benjamin down I, there. It was. It was That's a I, private school, I would right? say it was fancy in the sense that we had nice facilities. You know, we had a nice theater. Like I'm making the case for. I mean, I think it was a nice school, <laughs> but I don't think that that means that I'm white because I went to a nice school. Like, sir, that makes no sense. Right. Of course. Okay. Next, he says that I'm white because now this one might be news to you, <clears throat> because I married a rich white lawyer. 
Since, okay, okay. Since when are I you, like this guy. Now, baby, all of a sudden. <laughs> baby, since when are you rich? I love I love that I'm I'm a rich white lawyer. Yeah, you're not just white, you are rich. What what would give this guy the impression that I'm rich? That's the other question. You're white? Because I'm <laughs> white. <laughs> this is very Way to cir- project your bias onto my man. <laughs> this is very circular reasoning here. Um you know what was also really funny is Homeboy had like a slideshow of you. Like oh, he really? had like five photos of you. I some finally ones, made it. Some cute ones too. I was like, oh, that is the a- ones that make me look the richest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, let me not have these scrubby looking pictures of me here. Because there are a lot know, of them. They'll know the truth. <laughs> no, some of them, I was impressed. I was like, that is a fine picture of my husband. Who is that wealthy man? <laughs> Another Ugh. thing that he said uh, was a surefire proof that I am actually white is that when I was in high school I had a perm. I had straight hair and now That's that very I very white of you that actually. That is very white of me. Uh blue in the breeze. That's very yeah. Top down. I know of the a lot of white people with straight hair. Yeah. Uh, there's you know, there's not many blacks <laughs> that have straight hair. Um and he says that my hair is fake. He has seen many oh, dreadlocks really? in his day. Oh yeah. And that mine are most certainly fake. Ah. So when do, you have run your fingers through this hair. I know that they're real. You've tried to run it. You just like. It doesn't, little, doesn't little, work. Little, My hands are there. always dry, too. So it's always. <laughs> you try. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what, what say you? Um, yeah, no, the, obviously that's not good evidence. That's, no. that's poor evidence okay. that you're really a white woman. Then the one that really had me shook. This is the one where I thought, <laughs> this I was like, wait a second. It had me questioning my damn self. <laughs> is that since I've been in New York, my skin tone is significantly lighter than it was when I was living in Florida. Oh, that doesn't make any sense at all. Mm. Because moving from the Sunshine State to New York where it's overcast mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's cold for a good portion of the year yeah, and nobody sees the sun. Ooh, you preach it. It wouldn't make any sense that mm. you would get lighter. Mm, mm. I'm doing my best Florida. black lady. I'm doing my, my black lady co-signing right now just so I could really show the, the folks at home. That's that. I mean, that's weak. He knows <laughs> presumably. Well, he's probably, this guy might never have seen the sun himself, so he might actually well, not have firsthand knowledge. When you live in your basement, there's not much sunlight that gets down there. Yeah. So he might not know. He might not know that skin gets darker yeah. when exposed to the sun. No, that's fair. That's fair. He also used evidence, uh, his supporting evidence was two photos of two black women I've never seen before. So, um, <laughs> really? he made, yeah, he, he might. One was Rachel Dolezal. <laughs> he might be a racist. And the other was one like, was like Whoopi Goldberg. He was like, here are two black people just to show that Francesca used to be lighter. I was like, who are those women? <laughs> I don't know who those ladies are. <laughs> As if to highlight his own inability to tell the difference between oh, black women. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's hilarious. He's taking himself so seriously. Twelve um, minutes. You got to take yourself really seriously. Yeah, I. You know what? I got to hand it to him. I think I sent him a total of five views because I watched that motherfucker <laughs> a few <laughs> times. I was like, "Is this on Netflix? This is good shit. This is like, this is really <sighs> suspenseful." I didn't know where it was going. <laughs> uh, and by the end, you found out that you were really a white woman. Yeah, I was like, "Move over, Rachel Dolezal." I'm getting this book deal. 
not getting the book deal. No, I'm going to. I would get the book deal because I have like a better story. You know what I'm saying? Palm Beach. Being actually you black, hear? you mean? Or is, no. that, is, that, is that the part? <laughs> black woman mistaken for a white woman posing as a black woman? Is that the story? Oh. That's the plot twist right there. Yes. Yo, it's a like, scandal it's some, up in yeah, here. Sometimes. Move over, Shonda. So I've been I I love change.org. Mm, okay. For a lot of reasons. <laughs> are, are you mocking me? Can I, I love can change. You? I love change. <laughs> change.org. I love, I love people making progress, stand up for what they believe in. I love internet petitions. <laughs> I do actually. I think they're a you great do? thing. Yes, I sign them all the time. Oh, okay. They're very easy to sign, actually, <laughs> which is the whole point of change.org. Yeah. But the, the petitions that people try to get started on mm-hmm. there are just ridiculous. So, like, if you go through the petitions and you just hit most recent as opposed to most popular or the featured, because those are the real petitions. Those that are the ones that are like, important, right? If you go through and you just hit the most recent, you see all kinds of crazy shit that people put on there. And it's like, who takes the time to do this? Like, who takes the time to say, like, Taco Bell, give customers a minimum of two hot sauce packets per taco? <laughs> like, that's their wait, petition. Wait, 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 wait. That's a... That's a petition on change.org. <laughs> it's amazing what these people post. So I just have a couple of them here that I think are hilarious. And they're all to private entities, too. It's mm. like none of it has anything to do with anything that the government has control over. One is like Nickelodeon. Release all of the Kids' Choice Awards on Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> why would anyone... First of all, why would you ever want to watch an award show on DVD, let alone the Kids' Choice Awards? What a waste. This is what happens when you give children access to the internet. <laughs> oh, and then I think we should give it to them. If it's a kid making the petition, first of all, how the heck did they get to change.org? Like, when I was a kid, we used to just, like, write that on a napkin or something and then just, like, put it in the mailbox and hope for the best. <laughs> no, I, w- I sent a letter to Disney one time asking them to make me the first Black Little Mermaid. I remember that. But I didn't I mean, I would, not that I was there for that. I remember you telling I me. I sent it to, like, the Disney store. I didn't even send it to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> He's walked into the Disney store and, like, left it on the counter. <laughs> I feel like it's in a break room somewhere. Whatever. People are, like, laughing at That's it. That's how Santa Claus gets his mail. Really? Pretty much, yeah. People just drop his mail off at the um, Disney store. Or you just throw it anywhere because he's not real. It's not gonna <laughs> oh, end. baby, spoiler alert. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Santa is definitely real, kids. <laughs> and his and your mail always gets to his inbox. I'm sorry. Why are children listening to this podcast? <laughs> they look at, probably Look at your should. life choices, please. <laughs> Get a job. What are some other petitions? Um, my favorite, I think, that I saw recently was, Barack Obama, let's make hip-hop great again. Nikki Plastic Minaj needs to retire from hip hop. I'm so confused. There's like a there's like a Donald Trump slogan in here. Like there's a play on Make America Great Again. You're asking Obama to do to get Nikki Minaj to retire. That's what gets me. Like what play is Barack Obama gonna make? To that influence so... Nicki Minaj's career. And this is why you like Change.org? I would think that <laughs> yeah, you, one, of all people... It's, one, it's one, one of the highlights of being on Change.org. I mean, you have too much time on your hands. How, like, how is it that you even discovered this crap? <laughs> because I saw them. One, one of them was, a, one of them was a, a campaign to change the name of Fire Ants to Spicy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> Spicy Boys. That sounds like a... Um, Which I actually thought it was good. And I, I, would, I would not like to call... I wouldn't call a fire ant a spicy boy. A spicy boy to me sounds like a, um, like a sandwich, like a deli sandwich. 
Like, yeah, can I get a um, six-inch spicy boy, right? Like, doesn't <laughs> right. that sound? Or some hors d'oeuvre. You know what I mean? Ooh. It's like, oh, get, get catch the guy with the tray of spicy boys. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you want to call... And who is the petition to? <laughs> who makes the decision? It's calling upon the public to sign the petition. To just like start getting that into the zeitgeist where everybody, exactly. somebody says fire ants, you're like, oh no, no, you mean a spicy you boy, mean baby? spicy boys? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, the proper nomenclature is spicy boys. <laughs> Damn it, there's a huge hill of spicy boys in my yard. But that um, would really rebrand fire ants because fire ants have a bad rap right now. Spicy Boy would not help their branding situation. I mean, could you buy a bag of poison that said Spicy Boy Poison? <laughs> I don't think I could do it. I've, I couldn't be like, I'm about to go out and, and poison these this mound of Spicy Boys. <laughs> Kill those little boys. No, yeah, that sounds terrible. Oh, well, that was... That was a nice little conclusion That was wonderful. <laughs> I'm excited. Um, you don't have a, a name for this corner, for your change.org corner? Um, not really. I mean, no. You didn't think you were going to call it Petition Edition? No. You weren't going to call it that. No, it might be on the list. I'm not going to confirm. Mm -hmm. I can neither confirm what nor about, deny. What about Change.Board? <laughs> I didn't say that. You said that. <laughs> I think that's a good one, actually. <laughs> uh, let's move into the Science Corner. And your segues are so much better than mine. Thank you. Science Corner. So Sony has patented a contact lens that is blink-powered and records video. This is a really bad idea. About the worst idea. Why would you... I That I can think of. First of all, why would you want to put something into your eye that has a camera in it and... No, this is the sort of thing you only use after several thousand people have already tested it to make sure that it doesn't blind them. Okay, but okay, let's say that we're at a point where like we have confirmed it's not going to blind you. Mm -hmm. It's really messed up that you would want to just be filming people from your eyeballs. You know, people are already awful when it comes to their phones, like going into the locker rooms and taking pictures of people to like make fun of them or call them fat or you know, or like take pictures of people naked, revenge porn. I mean, there's just, right. people are using their mobile technology in such awful ways. If you had a video camera in your eye that you could just turn on by blinking, people are going to be recording shit all over the place without people's consent. That's really scary. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It'd basically be an end to privacy. I know. Unless you could identify when someone had one of those things in their, in their eye. Like their eye would just turn into the red light. I like <laughs> <laughs> they would just be like a blinking red eye. <laughs> I like this like blink control too, because wouldn't it just turn the thing on and then off and then on and then off every oh, time like you blink? It would just be like a, a bad stop motion. Exactly. It would just be like flickering black the whole time. Yes. Yeah, that's really weird. This just makes me think of Black Mirror. They did a whole episode on exactly this. Oh yeah, when they when you could like record and you could play things back, which yeah. is like so and spoiler alert, it ends badly for everyone. I don't remember how it ends. I just remember that like the couple was fighting and they were able to like go back and show like how the argument actually turned oh, I'll out. I'll tell you what happened. No, 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 no. Don't tell me. I want to watch it again. <laughs> really? Yeah, I want to get it on I want to get it on contact DVD and put it in my oh, eye. Are you going to record it? And then I can just watch in my eye. This is a terrible idea. Yeah, but I will say one thing that could be interesting is uh, there's some talk that this could be used for the visually impaired. 
And that's the only way that I would actually co-sign on this. Like if it was something that you had to go to your doctor in order to get Mm -hmm. because it was somehow helping um, people who couldn't see or were just legally blind. Right. I don't really know how that would work. I think that would play out badly too. Now nobody trusts legally blind people all of a sudden. No, I'm saying but like if you you had a (laughs) visual impairment and there was some way that you could buy this special contact lens and it could – Help you see, of course, or or of it could, I I I don't even know like what it could possibly do, and I maybe I'm just like making up that there's something that it could help them with, but right. like I think that that's the only reason that would be worth. But you also don't need a camera in there. Whatever it is is helping them see. I don't think it's related to recording something. Well, what if it could record something and then it could like explain it to you like you know how when you're watching movies they have it just like, narrates the things that yeah are like being they, seen? yeah like they have somehow i i don't think i think that's not the best approach if these like contacts could record information and then somehow explain what it is I, again i don't really know I, i've been watching a lot of black mirror so yeah this is clearly some... there's like a, there's gonna be like a brain implant <laughs> in there and like a little a person in a booth I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I'm not really sure. Otherwise, I'm just not okay with a a video camera in your eye. I just think that that sounds like a really bad idea. We already have enough privacy concerns. I know, really. Although, when it comes to filming the cops, though, it could be very useful. Oh, that's true. I mean, at least they wouldn't know that you were filming. At least they wouldn't see the guy holding up the phone. Starts going like like all wonky. (laughs) Why are you blinking? They're like, Like, are you nervous Um, or are you trying to film me? All right, I think it's time to do some listener letters. Woohoo! Awesome. If you want to send a letter to us, you can do so via email at lmbpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Today's letter comes from Benjamina. Uh, And her letter says, In my master's class, we're 10 girls, and there's one girl that has a tendency of silencing others with her comments and points during class as well as during social gatherings. Our lecturer was explaining the theft of Nigeria knock figurines in 1995, which were being loaned to a British institution for an exhibition and got lost during their transfer. They were later found in a private collection later in Brussels. As one could see on my face, the sense of anger and shock, this girl burst out saying to me in the whole class, I cannot believe this. Why are you shocked? Her tone was very condescending and dismissive of how I was feeling, and I wasn't even talking. So moving forward, do you think it's appropriate to address the issue with this girl and let her know that I'm not cool with her behavior, that she can disagree without making people feel like their feelings are not valid? She's about 15 years older than me, so I'm not sure if that's a factor. Wow, that's interesting. So this person, if I'm understanding this correctly, was upset that she was upset. Yeah, she didn't even say anything. She just could see the look on her face and she like challenged her on it. That's really bizarre, inappropriate, and completely unnecessary. What's the value to doing that? Well, I think, I don't know, when that type of stuff happens, especially in a situation like this where you didn't even say anything, it sounds to me like she felt uncomfortable with your discomfort. So instead of just like acknowledging that you felt a way about it, she decided that she needed to dismiss your feelings and tell you how you should feel about it, which is really, really rude. It's Um, really telling though, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's really a reflection of her own insecurities. And I would assume a result 
result of her privilege of being in situations where her voice or her opinion is prioritized over other people. Like, how are you going to be in a classroom situation and decide that you're going to speak over people in the class? Like, that's really inappropriate. Not even speaking over. I mean, that's 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 the strange thing about this. The woman was upset. The, the writer, Benjamino, was upset mm-hmm. that these figurines were stolen. This other woman decided that she shouldn't be upset right. about these figurines being stolen. But she's but also the question initially says that this is something that she does often, that she silences other people with her comments during class and also in social gatherings. And so mm. I think there's two things that you can do here. I would talk to her one on one outside of class. And, you know, sometimes when this stuff happens, if you don't say something in the moment, it's really hard to remember like specific details since this is kind of a far removed situation, I would say write down a few things that you remember about it or if there are other examples that you can provide of times that she's done this so that you can go into the conversation prepared to say, hey, listen, last week when we were talking about these Nigerian figurines, a few weeks ago when we were talking about ABC, this time, da 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 like this seems to be a pattern with you and I just really want you to understand that it makes me uncomfortable when I'm trying to express myself or other people in the class are expressing themselves and your inclination is to dismiss our feelings or talk over us and it doesn't create an environment where people want to share um, and where everybody's opinions feel respected. That's what I would do personally. I'm curious Hmm. to hear what you would say to her or if there's a way that you would try to handle it moving forward. Uh, I would say do it in the middle of class when she actually makes the comment Mm. because people respond to being put on the spot like that. Okay. And if you're upset about it and she does this frequently and she does it frequently in class, I think think you won't be alone. Mm Mm-hmm. In, in calling her on it, and I think doing it in that more public space is will better. have a greater impact. Now, you're not going to make a friend out of her. Yeah. If you, do it, if you do it the way that you just recommended, you might actually uh, build a bridge. Yeah. My, my advice is, is not likely to build you a bridge. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing, too, is there, I think it's important to remember that there are multiple ways to handle it. So, yeah, I think that you could wait for her to do it again, or you could talk to her outside of class, or another thing you might want to do is go talk to your professor. Let him know. Listen, this and 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 again, if it's not just you, get some of your classmates that have also felt this way. And you guys go talk to the professor about it and it might she might be more receptive if the teacher says something to her about it, like pulling her aside and is like, listen, when we're in class, we need to give everybody an opportunity to speak. I'm just saying, like, not to say that that's going to be the be all end all, but if you're someone that doesn't like confrontation yeah, or – Yeah, that's true. Or, if, you, if you don't feel comfortable approaching her or, say, or calling her out in the middle of class um, – yeah, that's one way to do it. I mean, I don't usually advise getting the authority figure involved. Why for not? That's, that's their job. They're the teacher. And the teacher's job is to make sure that everybody gets a chance to be heard. And if somebody in class is not doing that, then, again, if it's not just you, if you and some of your classmates that have also felt this way can go to the professor, then you put it on them. Well, I don't think that, I don't think this woman is actually stopping anybody from speaking. I think she just feels like, Benjamina feels like... She's a tendency to silence others is, is, is stopping other people people from speaking. Well, well, but silence others here doesn't mean actually keep them from speaking. It means I mean, this make is... them feel uncomfortable about speaking or put them on guard. Right, exactly. I mean, those are those are still both very valid. And what I'm saying is is if she's doing that and there are multiple students in class who feel like they can't speak up or I mean, 
again, she's only giving us this one example, but sure, I have yeah, definitely I mean, been in situations where I'm trying to speak and somebody in the room with me is like dismissing what I'm saying and just talking over me and like not letting me finish my sentence. And that becomes like a, a habitual thing. If that's the case with this student and it's not just her, and again, they don't feel or she doesn't feel comfortable talking to her or calling her out in the middle of class, which it's not the worst thing in the world, but like she still has to take class with this person. So she might not want to create drama or like a negative you know, situation in the classroom. And by talking to the teacher about it, then the student doesn't have to know that it was her specifically that said something. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it just kind of removes the... Yeah, if it's the case that she's consistently actually talking over people. That's what she said in her letter. All we have to go by is the fact that she said, there is one girl that has a tendency of silencing others with her comments during class. Like that's what she, she laid it out for us that this is something that she does Regularly. Well, like I said, I, I read that as not necessarily keeping other people from speaking. If that's the case, then you should you should stand up for yourself. Either do it outside and do it in the friendly manner that you described. Do it in class and be a little more aggressive about it. Um, but I, I personally think that the best way to handle this is, is to actually handle it yourself. If she is actually stopping you from speaking, as in literally speaking over you, as you try to comment and add your voice to the discussion, then by all means, take it to the professor. But I, I think you stand to gain more by addressing it yourself, however you choose to do that. Well, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I saw the teacher as an option, especially because part of her letter that I didn't read in the interest of time was saying that she didn't speak up for herself because she felt like she was really isolated and she's the only girl of color in her class and she's realizing that there have been time that this has happened before and it's just made her really uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so in my experience, especially if she's the only woman of color in her class, sure. sometimes that, you don't want to you don't want to be the angry black girl. You don't want it to suddenly, you know, uh, for people to turn on you. And so like, you know, she's in a unique situation there. Mm -hmm. But I do think there is something beneficial to saying something publicly in front of other people and standing up for yourself. Um, so you do have a few different ways that you could approach this situation, Benjamina. So again, we're really sorry to hear that this has happened to you. Unfortunately, this is something that lots of people, doesn't matter what color you are or what gender you are, unfortunately, this does happen in social situations sometimes. So we hope that we've given you some helpful advice to get through this. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on the podcast, you can email us at lnbpodcast podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Are you ready for Florida Man? Ooh! Florida Man. So if you're new to our podcast, Florida Man is a game that Patrick and I play as New Yorkers by way of Florida, where we pull headlines about Florida men or sometimes Florida women who've done some ridiculous things in the news and then it's up to us to determine which one is the fake headline. Now I usually bring the Florida man headlines but I just don't have my shit together so Patrick is going to actually take over this week's installment of the game. You ready Pat? Are you ready for oh, it? I am born ready. No you're not ready for this because today's Special edition of Florida Man is Florida Dogs. Ooh. Yeah, here we go. Yes. You ready? Mm-hmm. Number one, Florida Man claims dog shot his sleeping girlfriend. Mm, okay. Number two, at a demonstration for animal rights, dog owner was arrested for animal abuse after other demonstrators noticed his dog's protest sign said only, help me. Mm, okay. Number three, 
Florida man emasculated during failed attempt to sexually assault a pit bull. What? <laughs> oh my God. There's... I don't make these things, or maybe I do make these things up. <laughs> you don't know. That's the game. Forget I said that. <laughs> you ready? Okay, yeah. Number four. Florida dog finally catches mouse, eats face only. Ooh. Remind you of anyone? No, come on now. <laughs> okay, keep going. Number five. Florida man stabs roommate to death during an argument over a missing corn dog. <laughs> that was so stupid. Okay, so I feel like there's a trick in here because there's definitely one headline that sounds like it's about Phil, and that was the one about the mouse face. But the headline about the protest sign also sounds fake because it's too freaking long. Baby, that headline is so long. But it was, it was a good one. No, it wasn't. Yeah, because it was, it was great. so long. It was like, and then this happened, and then they were at the protest <laughs> together, and then people were like, what's going on with that sign? And the reason that the sign like, raised some red flags was because the, it's like, bitch, how long is I this know. headline? I know. You should have made it shorter. And then why did you make two fake headlines? Well, one one is a real story, so I count that as as the not Phil the story fake. is a it, the the headline that sounds like Phil. Yeah, well, it's not a real. I mean, it's obviously not a real headline, but it actually happened because our dog was the one that caught the mouse and ate the mouse's face. Baby, you're you are bending the rules. The the game is you're supposed to look up real headlines. You're supposed to make up <laughs> you made up two headlines, but one of them counts as a real headline because it's a real story? Like that doesn't make any sense. So you're saying that you can't you can't choose. You have to no, choose I'm, one. I told you the one that is fake is the one the second one, the one about the protest sign that said help me. Wrong is the one about Phil. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do that. You deserve it. Baby, the second one was not real. I know you made that up because it was so long. And it sounds exactly like something I would make up. Yeah, you're like it's What if I started what if I started an online publication where I posted my <laughs> own Florida man headlines and then you couldn't tell me that they were wrong? I'm gonna do that. Yeah, you know what? Here's the thing. I'm going to support you only because I know your ass is not going to figure <laughs> out how to publish something on the internet. I know you're not going to do I'll it. I'll tweet it. You barely. Oh, <laughs> that does not count as that. That's not a publication. A Twitter feed is not a pub. That's fake Listen. news. You are officially your own fake news source. <laughs> I'll take it. All right, this has been another great edition of Florida Man, uh, where Fran once again got the wrong answer. That's not. True, I got it right. If I'm going to do fake news, I'm going to do it all the way. You're a cheater. You're a liar and a cheater and a fraud. I like fraud. How about that? If you want to tell us what you thought about this week's episode, you can tweet us at Ty Optional. At Cheska Lee. Or using hashtag last name basis. If you want to send us an email, please do it at lmbpodcast at gmail.com. Let that us know what you thought of this episode. Let us know <laughs> how much you appreciate my episode ending skills with a Z, because that's what makes it cool. Oh, my God. Francesca. <laughs> I had fun. You don't have to say the email address again. We already said it at the end of the list. Yeah, but I did it twice so that they're twice as likely to send us emails now. We've gotten three email plugs (laughs) in this episode. We're really pushing the email. Yeah. Sorry to everybody whose email we didn't respond to. (laughs) That's most of you. (laughs) And this was Last Name Basis. On Brick Radio. 
Oh, we didn't say, I'm Francesca. Oh, I'm Francesca. No, wait. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you yeah, do. yeah, do that. Do that. You say, you be Francesca. Okay. I'm Francesca. I'm Patrick. <laughs> That's pretty lame. That's like actually lame. Your face was like, your face was so... <laughs> Because I'm ready. <laughs>